get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Time for the Athletic Insider Report. Brought to you by The Athletic, where you can find smart, in-depth St. Louis sports coverage for the die-hard fan. No ads, no pop-ups, just quality journalism from an all-star team of writers. Mark Saxon is one of the best in the business. He's the Cardinals insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. I think one of the best, Jamie. There's a lot of really great baseball minds out there. best opinion. I mean, it's basically Mark Saxon. You got Ken Rosenthal. I mean, he's right in that group. What do you I, want me to tell you? I'm all Saxy all the time. Tom Verducci. There's a lot of good baseball minds out there. He's joining us via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. He's number one in my my heart, though. Saxy, <laughs> we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? Doing well. I'd like to hear for, more from Jamie on this. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, what you guys are saying. Thank you. <laughs> You're our guy, Saxy. That's for sure. So guess what? I want to go to you for some thoughts because I've kind of been taking a beating here from BK, who has all these like fancy numbers and good <laughs> takes on pitching and stuff like that. Um, I wasn't a fan of the first two games of the way Mike Schilt used the bullpen. Now I know they mm-hmm. won the first game, and all of that in hindsight means I'm dumb with my take. However, in game two, I really wouldn't have wanted to double dip on some of those guys again, specifically Cabrera. So you're the baseball expert. You're our guy. What did you think of Mike Schultz's decisions yesterday? Yeah, I think the one uh, spot that you could come in for some scrutiny was uh, having Ryan Housley only pitch to one batter and then going to Genesis. You know, the the, day, the night before, Helsley had gotten four outs, but he'd only needed 21 pitches to do so. You know, I wonder whether some of it is Mike Schilt kind of aware that if it does go to a third game that, you know, he has a huge advantage over the Padres in terms of, you know, not overtaxing the bullpen. Now, having said that, you know, that was kind of Cabrera's role, Jamie, and you know, to come in and get some lefties. Now, the fact he walked him obviously makes it look terrible. And that was a huge factor in putting, you know, putting Giovanni Gallegos under a ton of stress coming in with two guys on to face, you know, arguably the best hitter in the league at that point. So it didn't work out well. But I think what Mike Show would tell you is that that was the role for Cabrera. He'd pitch great all through September. But I guess if you were going to nitpick on one area, that would be the spot I would look at. And just the fact that he had looked shaky the day before, right? And the fact that he hasn't shown great command for the most part. So 
I can see where there'd be a little bit of scrutiny over that particular transaction. All of that being said, Saxy, if I had told you on July 31st when the Cardinals game against Milwaukee had been postponed because there was an outbreak of COVID-19 on this team, that come October 2nd of 2020, the Cardinals would be in game three of the wild card round against the San Diego Padres. The Padres wouldn't know who they were starting and the Cardinals would have Jack Flaherty going on the mound. You probably would have signed up for that at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, look, tonight is is a, that, that's how I, I would look at it if I were a Cardinals fan. It's a it's a it's kind of the reward for all the stuff you endured this season, right? The fact that the team was shut down for two and a half weeks by COVID. The fact that you know that's all you read, that's all there was to write about for that amount of time, and the fact that this was a frustrating team to watch at times, right? The offense wasn't great. It never really got on a run where, you know, they threatened the Cubs particularly to win that division. So it was a frustrating season in a lot of ways. But again, you just mentioned it and everything, you know, any rational person would look at would tell you that the Cardinals have an enormous advantage tonight, right? Um, you know, the, bull, the bullpen for the Padres is absolutely in shreds. Um, look at the number of pitches, Trevor Rosenthal, Pagan, uh, Drew Pomerantz threw in those first two games. If they're called in to pitch tonight, they're going to be sore, I can guarantee it, and that's an enormous advantage for the Cardinals. Saxy, it's no secret that the Cardinals have had an up-and-down season and unpredictable season offensively so far. Now, that being said, 16 runs in the first two games, and one of the reasons for the offensive output is has been the bat of a young man named Dylan Carlson, who's now batting cleanup. How can you uh, describe the situation for Dylan Carlson and the fact that not only is he playing in his first Major League Baseball playoffs, but he's served uh, or he's been serving a huge role for the Cardinals and he's batting cleanup? Yeah, it's really a fascinating situation. You just don't see that happen very often, especially a guy who didn't, you know, light up the league in his first, you know, taste of Major League life. Let's remember how badly he struggled in that first time up. But I think what the Cardinals did was very smart. They brought him back from satellite camp with enough time to see if he could get it going. And he absolutely did that, right? And, you know, you could argue that it was a bit of a stretch to put him in that cleanup spot. But again, I applaud them for doing that because the way I look at this team, he's the best option there. He's the, he's the guy with the most talent. He's the guy who showed you a lot of good things, even though the numbers were ugly in that first first time up, right? Initially, the at-bats were great, and initially, you know, the defense is outstanding out there. I know that doesn't pertain to hitting cleanup, but again, just a really talented guy, and it's obvious watching this series that he has a clue what he's doing out there. So, again, I think that was just a smart decision to kind of, even though it might be difficult to justify in the press or based on the numbers, I think it was the right way to go, and it's you know making them look smart, which is always nice, I'm sure. We're talking with Mark Saxon, Cardinals insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. He's joining us via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line here on 101 ESPN. All right, Saxy, I, I am curious. Like As we look at what has happened in this series, the Cardinals offense has come alive, and we've talked a little bit about that with you here, but 
they also went up against some great pitching this season against the NL Central and the AL Central. They had a lot of adversity with the 14 days, the two weeks of being in quarantine, the double headers that they faced all throughout this second half of the season. How much of what we're seeing right now is what they expected to see this season? How much of this do you think can carry over into next year? How much should we buy into what we're watching right now, I guess, is what I'm asking. Yeah, that's an interesting question and a good way to look at it. I think the pitching in the central divisions was so much better than a lot of sort of people gave credit for, right? We just kept talking about how the Cubs, Cardinals, Brewers, Reds had these terrible offenses. And look, the Reds just kind of definitively proved that there was some truth to that right in their (laughs) series. But what else did they prove, right? Trevor Bauer went out there and just dominated. He's going to win the Cy Young, I believe. Um, Castillo is so good. Brandon Woodruff last night proved just hominating he can be, and the Cardinals had to contend with him. The bullpen for the Brewers, uh, the bullpen for the Cubs at times, you know, and, and, and what Darvish did. So the pitching was absolutely outstanding. And not only that, but it was strikeout pitching, right? It's a demoralizing kind of pitching where you go back to the, the bench muttering and, you know, it has this kind of, you know, dispiriting effect on the team. Um, I think now, you know, getting to face, you know, Zach Davies and Chris Paddock probably seemed relatively, you know, relaxing to Cardinals hitters. And so that's a huge factor. And again, look at who they're going to be throwing out there in a bullpen game. It's a very challenging situation for the Padres. On the other hand, their offense is so good. If they're going to win it, I think, they're just going to absolutely barge their way through the doors and outmuscle the Cardinals. So it's just a really fun, you know, game with two with some great narratives going in it in this series. And tonight, you know, I, I hope everybody's glued to their TVs. It's awesome. Um, I have two final questions for you here, Saxy. The first one, Fernando Tatis Jr., we saw him last night, it, just incredible. And we've heard so much about it this season, but I'm not going to pretend like I'm watching a bunch of Padres games that are out on the West Coast. I just, I, I'm not doing that. I'm glued in on the Cardinals more often than not. Are, are we seeing kind of the arrival of what is going to be one of the next superstars in Major League Baseball with what we're watching with Fernando Tatis Jr. right now? I think so. I mean, I, I will say this, and I, I don't want to come across as one of these grumpy old cynical guys, but I, I would like to see it for a longer period of time before we anoint him, you know, a fine MVP winner or whatever people are saying or comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, things of that nature. But the talent yeah, is we can't do that. off the Let's top. be honest, Saxy. Uh, you let's can't stop say Mahomes <laughs> around BK. Oh, my goodness. Enough with that. Well, I then you're probably mad at Rick Sutcliffe today, I'm guessing, because that's all he was talking about. But the guy is just, I mean, you can't take your eyes off him. Even even when he wasn't doing much in those at-bats, and he blew, you know, they did blow some opportunities, including with him up there, the Cardinals pitched him really well. Um, but I, I do think, you know, they woke a sleeping giant. Those are going to be treacherous um, at-bats every time they have to pitch to him. The, the Padres are what the Cardinals call the momentum team. They feed off energy. They like that kind of swarming mentality when they start to really crush balls. And we saw that last night. And so the onus really is on Jack Flaherty. If he does his thing, if he's around the strike zone, but not in the middle of the strike zone, throwing his good stuff, 
I, I think he could shut him down, and I do think the Cardinals are going to have a chance to score some runs early again. And so, again, it's just all these different storylines, where it's going to go. But, you know, I, I'm going to have a lot of fun watching that game, I guarantee it. I think I know where you're leaning based on what you just said, but if you look into that crystal ball, and from what I understand, Saxy, you got a good one. What do you think is going to happen tonight? Oh, my goodness. It's, I, I wish you hadn't asked me that. It's <laughs> tough to say. Again, I think the Padres are going to be very tough to contend with. And I, you know, I, I would hope that Mike Schilt would not have quite as quick a hook with, with Flaherty as he did with Adam Wainwright last night. And that's just because I, I, if I'm the Cardinals, I don't want to see the bullpen in action in the fourth inning. I just think, you know, some of those guys have been, you know, stretched a little bit too. And again, you're just contending with so much firepower. Um, but again, I think I would take the Cardinals if I were a betting man, and occasionally I am a betting man, though I will not be wavering on a game covering. <laughs> you forced me to, I would take the Cardinals just because of an enormous edge on the pitching side. All right, Saxy, I was going to let you go there and let you enjoy your Friday, but you did say something that sparked my interest, and we've had the debate a little bit today going back and forth as well with the text line. Do you feel that Mike Schilt was a little quick on Adam Wainwright last night? Yeah, I do. Um, I do because I think you're asking a lot of the bullpen at that point, right? And Austin Gomber was fantastic. He was shaky early, and then at the, the minute Mike Maddox gave him a, a minute to catch his breath, I don't know what he said to him, but from that moment on, he was he was dominating. And look, I mean, we saw some adrenaline kick in. He was hitting 96 miles per hour, which I don't I don't recall seeing all season from him. Um, but again, you'd be asking a lot if they're in the game in the fourth inning and to do it two nights in a row would not be great. And I, I think, you know, I, I understand why he made that move and everybody manages in the postseason the same way now, unless it's your number one guy and that may be Jack Flaherty. But I, I thought it was a little quick. I thought Wainwright would have had a chance to get those two lefties. Admittedly, they had gotten on base against him earlier. Yeah, I thought it was a bit quick, but I will say this, Jamie, if you look around baseball now, they're all doing it. You know, again, unless it's, you know, Verlander, Kershaw, one of those guys, Scherzer, uh, maybe Flaherty. But unless it's one of the really, really dominant guys, they're all pulling guys in early, including Zach Cranky the other day, by the way. Saxy, I cannot wait to watch this one. I think it's going to be a really fun one out in San Diego. Forward to it. We look forward to reading your coverage of it as well, both tonight and throughout, hopefully, the rest of the playoffs for the Cardinals. Thanks, as always, for hopping on with us today. We look forward to talking with you again soon, my man. Great talking to you guys. Have a good weekend. You too. That is Mark Saxon joining us here on 101 ESPN. He's one of the best in the business, arguably the best.